This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Tanya, your host for Failed Better. Today, after some weeks spent in lockdown, I welcome Giovanna. Giovanna is a psychologist specialized in occupational and organizational psychology who graduated from Universidad de El Bosque de Bogota in Colombia. Welcome, Giovanna. Thank you for being here today with us and share some insights on our inner selves. I oh, know. Thank you for having me here. <laughs> I used to be a guy who was experiencing the world and now I feel like the world and the universe experiencing a guy. When the curtain goes down at the end of the drama, the hero and the villain step out hand in hand and the audience applaud both. Because they know that the hero role and the villain role are only masks. As an actor you play characters and then if you go deep enough into those characters, you realize that your own character is pretty thin to begin with, you know? And then you suddenly have this separation and go, well, who's Jim Carrey? Oh, he doesn't exist, actually. And at a certain point, I, I realized, hey, wait a second, you know, if it's so easy to lose Jim Carrey, who the hell is Jim Carrey? There's, there's just a, a relative manifestation of consciousness appearing and, uh, and then somebody gave him a bunch of ideas. They gave him a name and a religion and a nationality, and he clustered those together into something that's supposed to be a personality. Mm. And it doesn't actually exist. There's, and none of that stuff, if you drill down, is real. And so you see behind the stage, too, there is the green room, where after the play is over and before it begins, the masks are taken off. Dressing happens. Doing hair happens, uh, interviewing happens, and it happens without me, without without the idea of a me. You know, it's it's really, you know, the fact that we are already enlightened, we're already complete, and it's just realizing that you're complete. Once you realize you're complete, then then this life and everything in it becomes a play of form, something to toy with and play with, and make something good out of. It's what's happening right now inside everybody is they're going, who am I? And they're depressed, you know, a lot of people because they're trying to hold up an image in the world. And that's what depression is. You know, people go like, oh, Jim's been depressed and stuff. Well, yeah, I was depressed when I was trying to uh, be the Wizard of Oz instead of the sweaty guy behind the curtain. Uh, but now I know that Oz is a character, you know. Everybody walks around and they go like, why am I depressed? Well, it's because you're trying to be something for the world, you know? And as soon as you, you know, let that go, better things happen because they're just happening. And there's been a series of kind of awakenings I've had in my life. And, uh, you know, people chalk it up to depression and all that stuff. I think that, you know, grief and sadness and all those things are, are, are the, the ticket home uh, to nothing. I wanted us to listen to that um, short clip um, by the actor uh, Jim Carrey. And um, the reason why is probably because I think he talks 
very much about an idea of wearing that mask and being that image. And at the same time, talking about very candidly about being depressed because he was wondering, who am I? Who is me? And he's also at the same time relating to other people who say who are going through the same kind of crisis. I would have liked to have some of your thoughts on that topic, actually, about this mask, the expectations, the image and the real you. Yes, uh, I think when you just get or you just arrive to that part of success that you feel that you get everything that you really want at that point, hmm? but the all the rest of the world is still expecting so many things from you that you cannot stop because you cannot stop. In that point, you just lose yourself because you lose the time of enjoy little things that actually make you happy before. Mm-hmm. This is probably what happened to him. He was a great, great actor. He was actually playing one of the probably highest, I don't know, uh, acting positions for mm-hmm. him at that point, because actually it wasn't like a comedy, mm-hmm. you know, action thing, was more serious mm-hmm. stereotype that he was playing there. But... In that point, he just stopped and lost himself because people, he didn't know what really the world was expecting from him. This is what I really believe happened to him. Depression is not just about feel sad and see what is going to happen. Depression goes more far away from there, Mm -hmm. going the part that in one point, you just lost yourself. You don't know what what you are going to do now. You just lose hope. You just lose everything around you. So I think about expectations, about successful, and about all these topics that we are going to speak today uh, just affect him in that point. And mm-hmm. he just realized that he didn't need just be pleasant with the other people. He needed to just be focusing him mm-hmm. and try to find who he, who was him. Yep. Because I think he just was focusing be the funny guy at that point. Exactly. I think I wanted to bring it on because I think that Jim Carrey is exactly what you were saying as well, the funny guy, and probably also what you were bringing in, the idea of expectations, mm. because he was playing so many funny roles as a comedian. And finally think he, he is. Just, and then and also, I think, of course, he's not, not everybody's 100% always happy and funny. And what no. I think also what you were telling about the fact of joy, um, the idea that I think is very interesting that you say he was obviously, yes, as you said, at a level of success that probably many people would like to be at and envy. But, but at the same time, what you were saying, the joy of the small things he was doing before, maybe he was losing that connect connection with He things. lost it totally. I am pretty sure because I told you the expectations that all the people had around him mm-hmm. just probably just was too much for him that he couldn't focus in the simple things. The pressure, that, yeah. the pressure that he experienced. I think I wanted to to bring that in as well because I thought it was a very nice way again of picking up the th- uh, I would say the story of failed better after 
I would say a pause of one month, mm-hmm. which will bring me now as well about about the questions I had prepared uh, for you today. Uh, Christian Walsh, a lecturer at the School of Business at the University of Canterbury, he was one on my pre- he was on my previous podcast, and he mentioned actually that the feeling of failure is very similar to grief and mourning. And I was just wondering, how's that? Could you go a bit deeper into that from a perspective as a psychologist? What is the parallels between between these two feelings? Well. That two feelings, actually, they have the same emotional symptoms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are totally different. Let's okay. just start from there. Okay. Yeah, it is, it's not like they are the same, mm-hmm. but they they just bring to us the same emotional symptoms, like feeling alone, feeling this well, just detached to others, mm-hmm. feeling that you don't have a purpose, a purpose for the future. Yes. Yeah, feeling like this loss of identity. This mm-hmm. is absolutely happening. Uh, they feeling as well really lonely, feeling that you don't belong to any place, mm-hmm. feeling anxiety, anger. So all these emotional feelings, you are going to feel it even in the failure, mm-hmm. in the grief or in the mourning. Mm-hmm. The only difference is with the morning, you you can start to find uh, these externals, mm-hmm. uh, probably response mm-hmm. for just affront all these emotions. Mm-hmm. So that's why probably they are pretty similar. I don't know if it's quite clear or if you want so- me to just... Uh, if I understand you well, were well, you telling me that basically uh, both uh, grief and 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 um, um, failure have this kind of common roots of about feeling lonely, feeling detached from your environment, feeling as well that you have lost your sense of purpose. But would you say then that with grief, uh, how would you find a way to bounce back, and how would that be different than from? I would say failure. When you failed at something, how would you bounce back? And how do you bounce back when you have actually lost somebody, a loved one? How is it that similar is the point. or different? Yeah, that is the point. That oh well, that is a really good point. Grief is not just only lost a loved one. That is not just grief. Grief is actually a loss in general. A loss in general. Okay. Yeah. So we are speaking loss a job. Mm-hmm. Loss a test, uh, failure in you driving exam. That is that is a loss. That yeah? is a loss. Okay, and that's where. And this similar. is actually as well a failure. If you failure in a test, what happened? You know, like so they are attached. They are attached. They are they are linked. They are not the same. Yes, but they are attached. Mm-hmm. So it's important to remember that grief is not just lose someone that you love. It's not just death that many people actually think mm-hmm. is also lose a job. Lose that is, job. yeah, you are going to have this feeling of grief mm-hmm. because, of course, you lose something. You just go apart of that reality or that quotidianity. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So when you lose something for this quotidianity mm-hmm. part in your life, mm-hmm. There is when you are going to have grief. So if I understand you well, because I think it's a very complex material somehow, is that 
the loss or grief is also exactly what you're saying, losing a job or actually like the loss of an exam or failing at an exam. And basically that feeling that it is not part of your daily life anymore, your quotidianity. Yes. That is where it, it comes together, actually, that idea of like, it's just not it's there. I have to live to without it. Mm-hmm. I have to live without, without it. So then my next question would be, How do we learn to live without it and how would be the way back up again? That actually is why we bring the part of uh, morning. Yeah? Morning, okay. That is all these external mm-hmm. uh, expressions that we do. When someone dies, mm-hmm. the way that we try to just help ourselves to pass for all that process is to like, I don't know, procession. Depends of the, your religion or what you believe. Mm-hmm. But so many people do a funeral. So the funeral, many, the, the yes. rituals, yes. yes. Yes, all the rituals. That helps with mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, that is the part of mourning. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is what helps. And with a job then, for example, if it's on your professional level, how could we do that? We can't, of course, organize a funeral, for example, for the loss of a job. I think that would be maybe well, too extreme. Well, actually, What do? You, you will find really funny to think mm-hmm. that actually many people just sit there and they do like a special funeral of that. They just think what happens, mm-hmm. why I lose it. They just try to clean the idea of what happened and then... They just move on. Hmm? So, so there is It's the same when you broke up with someone. Some yeah. people actually, some people, I don't say everyone, but some people actually just take all the letters that that person give it to you mm-hmm. and just burn it. And this is the ritual. Mm-hmm. So it's different kind of rituals for, for each loss. And each person just find a way. Mm-hmm. But... That is, that is, that's why it's so important morning as well. So mm-hmm. I think it's important that you, you mentioned those elements of the rituals. For example, if you have just broken up with a loved one, the idea of like, well, for example, burning the letters <laughs> or getting rid well, of the things. Well, trust me, happen a lot. <laughs> I'm sure that one does. I think that is the easy way. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah. No, but I was also thinking, yes, probably it wouldn't be a bad idea when you have lost a job or you have come across some failure or something which didn't go the way you had planned it, probably to think of a personal way of having a ritual, of mm-hmm. of going through a process of closing that chapter and moving you on. You need to close that chapter. To get yeah. that closure. Thank you very much for that. And then I was, which is also going to um, bring me to, well, what we were talking about with also again, the clip um, by by Jim Carrey. Um, the expectations. You also mentioned that, that um, he as an actor, of course, created some expectations of audience, of fans who wanted more of him and that he felt he couldn't meet those expectations, which of course applies very much as well to our topic of failure and success, because Um, in my, in, in across all the podcasts, many people mentioned um, the environment and the pressure sometimes, like loving parents who want the best for us, mm-hmm. or the pressure, the pressure from I would say your work, but also the pressure we put on ourselves. Um, do you think it's possible to overcome those kind of expectations and pressures, and to be able to kind of just really stay true to yourself and not to try always to meet the expectations? How would we do that? What would you say about that? Yeah, well, let's start for this. Like, half expectation 
Mm-hmm. It's, it's important. We need to have these kind of expectations because this is the this is pretty much like hope, you know? Mm-hmm. This is going to just drop you to some place that you want. Mm-hmm. So that part is good. You need to have expectations. Now, the problem is when you put high expectations, mm-hmm. when you put like unrealistic expectations, there is a problem. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's in your kids, especially if it's in someone that you love. Now, uh, that we need to do is try to find this balance mm-hmm. between these unrealistic expectations that many of us actually does or low expectations because unfortunately many people think that don't put in you expectations is going to just save you for a I don't know headache or heartbreak but that is not true hmm? so we need to find it's just this balance um, how we do that that is the hardest part mm-hmm. because you need it's a process of learning you need to learn yourself really well for just fine until where until when or until what you can just go for it it's like I, I just going to put your example I cannot just think that if I work every single day from 7 a.m until 12 p.m mm-hmm. uh, I am going to be ex- extremely success. And my expectation is going to be like be rich because mm-hmm. this is unrealistic. I am going to lose my life. I am not going to have social life. I am going to lose just pretty much everything. Yeah. But if I just make expectation that I can find a job work really well uh, and maybe buy a house in, I don't know, one year, that is going to be my goal. I can do it. I can start to save money. I can start to work really hard for that, but no killing myself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no arriving to the point that I am going to be so disappointed because I couldn't go or arrive to that goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That it's just, it's just, yeah. Think what you really can do and what you cannot. Uh, also for many people, the expectations that they have is just, it's just unrealistic. Like, be rich. I want to be rich in one year. Well, yeah, if you want the lotto, you will. But the opposite, yeah. you are not going to be rich in one year. It's just unrealistic expectation. I was going to come back to that because you said also, again, a very interesting topic about that we actually do need expectations just the way we need hope. Um, I think you're right when you're saying actually that it helps us achieve certain goals and probably saying we're not having expectations in order to try to, I would say, protect ourselves from disappointment. It's probably not going to work. But then I was also wondering, um, you mentioned the fact that we, if we set too high expectations for ourselves or for loved ones, for example, for children, it's not going to work. You're going to be disappointed. How do we measure, actually? How do we find out what is the right balance? When you set, for example, you set yourself a goal, I'm going to work from seven o'clock in the morning until midnight to try to be very rich. And likely you're not going to get there and you're going to lose your social life and it's going to, I would say, kill or do uh, have a very bad impact on your mental 
killed yourself. Well, it's <laughs> not like well-being. a literal expression, but yeah. Yeah, it's going mm-hmm. to definitely affect your mental well-being. So <laughs> how do you actually find that? Is it something that you, you learn quickly or is it something that you learn as you go as you age, as you live, because I was going to say there is no handbook for that. No. There is no book to tell no. you, oh, that is actually the right balance or that is working for me. How do you f- get there, actually, to find out what works for This you? This balance, yeah. And harmony, I would say, because I think the key word here is harmony. How do you find that harmony for yourself? It's hard. Well, you need to start to learn to know yourself. But... Uh, mm. Well, you need just to see in your reality, what is your options, uh, what you, where do you want to go hmm? mm-hmm. with these options that you have in your hand hmm? mm-hmm. and try just to be more flexible mm-hmm. with all the change that is coming to just go to that goal. Yes. I don't know if I am clear. It's quite hard and it's with time. You cannot expect just from one day to other. Yeah. I I was just told now, again, very short on time, but I really wanted to come back. What you said again is very interesting. That is something that takes time and we need to be flexible about that learning. So I will have to resume because yes. obviously I, I was, we were already there. I was not, had not clue about the time now. Um, the idea that we are basically on a learning curve and that we basically are learning while we fail yes. as well and where we find out, oh, that was probably setting too high expectations, yes. but at the same time, we need those goals to keep us going. Yes. Um, I think that that is a very important life lesson to learn there. And also I would say the fact that um, we need to to achieve that element of harmony what you were saying in the end as well about uh, success you could set yourself a goal of money but it will be at the cost of yourself of your social yeah. life of your emotional happiness yes. and bliss so it's also about finding that balance thank you Giovanna for all your your, your insights um, I would like to tell to our listeners today that we will definitely wel- welcome you back for the next episode because we had still some very interesting topics to cover so thank you again for joining us today and to finish this podcast Podcast. We will end with a song chosen by you, Kalma by Alicia Keys. And we'll be uh, talking soon again on our net po- next podcast. Meanwhile, I wish you a lovely week. Better march again. Welcome to the paradise. Far. Sun pours down upon your face. I wake up, feel heavenly. Out of bed, I start to take. The sound that the record play in your hands, in my hands, letting go of everything else. All I wanna know is this. Vamos pa la playa, pa curarte el alma. Cierra la pantalla, abre la medalla. Todo el mar Caribe viendo tu cintura, tu le coquetea.
Shadow Towers, Puerto Rico. 